0: back <laughs> You're Federation security now. Damn. You look great. So good to see you. This is a wonderful surprise, Commander. Thank you, sir. I've really missed all of you. And feel free to ignore me. I'm just observing, seeing how the pros do it. No, they should know. Commander Nan is here because of my personal connection to this mission. We need to stop Bulk and Tarka, and she's going to help make sure the job is done right. I would have made the same choice if I were in the Admiral's shoes.
1: Everybody, to Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. My name is Mike. It's been a couple of weeks, but I'm here with my co host Johnson to talk Star Trek Discovery. And other you're like, things what are we talking about? about?
2: <laughs> you're like, you have to pause. Yes. Like Star Trek Discovery. Yes. Yes,
1: we're here. Yes.
2: It's late. Yes. It's like 10 34. I think this is the latest we've ever recorded.
1: It is. Do you want to tell our listeners why we're late? So yes. late recording. So
2: we were invited to view the like attend a virtual premiere of the of the pilot. Not a pilot. Oh my god. Season two opener of Picard. And we were like, "Oh, great, fantastic!" And that started at seven thirty Eastern. And we decided to rec- we sort of decided to start recording at nine. But then you were alerted that they were also showing episode two. So we had to abruptly stop. And obviously we had to watch episode two.
1: And now this we is where did. we are. Mm-hmm. This is where we are now. Yeah. Now we're, rec- now we're recording now because we have very busy lives. Very busy lives. <laughs> Lots going yes. on. There's a lot going so, on. So, yeah. Well, there Mike, you, you might as well do
2: a plug about your other podcasts. Well, we're here. I just learned about this (laughs) five minutes ago.
1: So, yeah. uh, Well, the the premiere, the preview episode, it went out live today for Discovering Trek Picard. I am uh, one of the co-hosts of that with uh, Mike Bovia and Jamie Rogers, who we met from Legacy Trek, Mm -hmm. uh, from the Divine Treasury. Divine Treasury. I was like, what? Okay. Yeah, no, that's their, That's uh, Mike's handle. Um, we met them in Vegas and also uh, the Sci-Fi, some of the Sci-Fi sisters are on there as well. Uh, so I am... Uh, I was do- not invited because I'm not the friendly one. <laughs> <laughs> basically,
2: just so all listeners know, I'm basically the antisocial one. Mike here is the one that is super social. He's very, he's very participatory in our track geeks slack channel meanwhile i'm like a wallflower and occasionally like i'll like chime in and say something if my if my name is like mentioned i'll say something otherwise i really want nothing to do with it so this is why mike was invited <laughs> i imagine he's actually fair, the social enough.
1: One. fair enough you know but we you know so it's funny because we did talk about this before we started recording you say that you're not the social one but jamie was like he we talked for a really long time on at in Vegas so you know he is social um but yes they, it did come up that he I am the more social one uh and out of our the two of us and but Jamie mentioned that you you guys had a great chat at uh Vegas in Vegas so when perfun- we met it up with them you know we were there <laughs> it was small talk yeah well I can anyway.
2: I can I can operate functionally in a society
1: yes you can yes. thankfully thankfully yes. so um so yeah, so yeah, that premiere episode just came out today, and we're recording again Friday. So so are you
2: you're basically one of the um co-hosts for the whole season of Picard?
1: Yes, yeah, i I am the Jamie, myself, and Mike are co-hosting with a sci-fi sister or multiple sci-fi sisters whenever their schedules allow so we And before
2: our listeners think i'm crazy i am very social just in other in different ways than like he's, yes, yes. he's very friendly he's very he's out there he puts himself out there i put myself out there too but in different ways so we just yes. have different ways
1: we, to we yes we are just yeah we're just different yeah you 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 by the way have a lot of different friend groups you have a very busy social life Yes. Uh as which is why we we're recording so late on a Wednesday night. That's part um, of the reason, yeah. Yeah, so uh you're oh. very you have a very busy. Before social everyone's life and... like Johnson's
2: a hermit and he's probably a psychopath. So
1: I just wanted to appear <laughs> no, here. He is not. He he actually has more friend groups than we can count. Uh and um yes, it's hard to keep up with all of your friend groups, which uh you just get back from the I need a trip. an assistant. That's basically you I mean. really do. I mean, you. Yes, no. I agree. You really do. Um, but yes, you. You have many groups, and you, a few mingled in LA. Yeah, a,
0: yeah. a couple mm-hmm. of
1: weekends ago. Right. Um, so and how actually, is this? Is not to
2: tangent this too much, but this has come up because I have been seeing someone, which I brought up in our last podcast, and right. fitting this person into my schedule has been interesting because he is not a planner. If anything, he's kind of anti-planning. He likes to kind of go with the flow. He likes to schedule things a little bit more freely. He's more of a free spirit, I would say. Like a little bit more like kind okay. of like, oh, you want to yeah. hang out today or like hang out tomorrow? Meanwhile, I'm like, hey, do you want to put something on the calendar for two weeks from now? You know, which <laughs> he's not really a fan <laughs> yes. of. Um, doesn't, yes. Because he he wants to kind of operate more freely. It's not... I think one thing that's interesting is um, me kind of coming to grips that him not wanting to lock something down too far in advance. is not him saying that he's not interested in doing it or that he doesn't want to. It's more, it's not a matter of commitment per se. It's more like, why do we need to decide so far in advance? He just has a very different way of operating and thinking. Meanwhile, I'm like, where's my Excel sheet, you know, that lays out my entire social calendar. So you, you and Mike is sub, subject to this all the time. He'll get an invite from me when we say let's get dinner next week. It'll, he gets an invite within five minutes. So this <laughs> yes, is the way I operate. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's a little. You know, yes. this is why I'm very good at like project managing. So yeah, it's just very
1: interesting. That's funny because um, I am so
2: that I am that way with work. That, oh, sorry, sorry. I'm with I'm that way with work and in my personal life.
1: Oh, see, the person I'm, so, I've been
2: seeing is not. He's, I'm not. He's not like that at all. Yeah, which is interesting. You no, know,
1: I'm. Yeah. Uh, I'm much more like that at work because uh, I run my bosses. A lot of my bosses' schedules, and I coordinate mm-hmm. a lot of meetings. I mean, a lot. Yeah. It's a great deal of my job. So, um, and project manage things as well and all that. So, I. You know, when it comes to my personal life, I'm a little bit more loose um you know and dennis is I like more the planner. I like
2: everything in little boxes you know like
1: yes yes you do so <laughs> yes um dennis is more of the, of the planner fortunately for us in our personal life which helps but i have helped by putting things on our calendar on our refrigerator which is helpful to look at like the six-week schedule that helps us kind of think things through well, so.
2: Dennis doesn't even accept my calendar invites, so I don't know what
1: he's doing. <laughs> no, he doesn't.
0: <laughs> he doesn't
2: use Google Suite. I'm like, no. How do you function?
1: Yes. So, uh, yes, yeah, So, yes. But yes, yeah, so we've uh, had, had a busy.
2: We... We've had a busy two weeks because yes, you mentioned I went to L.A. You, you went to had L.A. To handle, fifteen
1: kids. I was on a youth service trip. Uh, yes, with fifteen I got, kids. I got and... some live updates. It was, it sounded like it was insane. It was insane. It was, uh, yeah, it was really hard work. It was exhausting. And uh, I took most most of the past weekend to recover, AKA sleep a lot. Um, And yeah, it was good though. I mean, you know, it was uh, 15 kids from seventh to twelfth grade uh, and so obviously a wide variety of maturity levels and development levels and mm-hmm. um, personalities and uh, skills, both in you know um, taking care of things in the bunkhouse where we stayed, but also like just skills in general life skills. so yeah um, yeah, it was a well they're all lot they're of, all teenagers. Uh, or preteens or what were they? Seventh? I, how old are they? seventh graders? Were twelve? I think. I think. I think they're twelve through. Oh eight, uh,
2: well, I mean, yeah, some of them are preteens then if they're seventh grade.
1: Yeah, yeah. Eleven? Like yeah. So. Like eleven. No, no, no. Twelve was 11? the youngest. I think twelve was the youngest. Okay. Um, I think okay. sixth grade. Yeah. No sixth graders, yeah. which is also considered middle. Middle school is. Considered sixth, seventh, and eighth, and uh, there are no sixth graders. So in this group, so Mm -hmm. um, it's seven, seven through twelve. So yeah, yeah,
2: that that's a very one year is a big difference. Like from twelve to to fourteen, that's like a those are very different ages. You know what I mean? So
1: and I was talking, yeah, I was talking to a coworker today, and she's she's a mom, and Mm -hmm. she has three kids, and uh, she. She's. I didn't even think of this. The last time that those kids had a normal school year was three years ago. Oh my god! Yeah, so they're all like. uh, So
2: (laughs) they're all like socially bankrupt because they haven't been in school
1: yeah i I mean i learned a lot about how i mean i learned i learned some i mean i you know obviously we all know that covid affected us all differently and how it continues to affect us differently but uh social skills and interacting with people in person is definitely a challenge for a lot of people as you kind of emerge from well what we think is the sort of the this end of the pandemic for now Right. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but for these kids, they hadn't been on a trip like this in a couple of years. And uh, so their lives have been really dr- disrupted. And I heard more than once that the last couple of years have been really dark for some of them. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, definitely, you know, I I'd seen some of that in my niece and nephews, some some social skill changes and mm-hmm. uh, things like that. But uh, now you know, I've seen it in older kids now as well, which I kind of knew but didn't didn't realize it was so dark and yeah, now it's know, hard. Um, right. So uh, so yeah, um, so some really challenging times. So it took yeah, especially you at know, that age, I think you're still formulating a lot of friendships
2: you know you Mm -hmm. don't have like a solid group of friends like a stable group of friends to like lean back
1: on often yeah and that came up for some of them and uh you know uh you know new york city is you know is a great place to live but we don't have very big places to live right Mm -hmm. so you can imagine that families on top of one another and working parents and kids and all kinds of stuff is has created a lot and then being apart from friends and support systems is a lot so so yeah so it was uh it was a uh, but the group came together in the end i would say the last two days were much better than the previous four um good. as they kind of came together and um and we worked through some challenges and uh yeah so but it was it was good um But it was exhausting. It was draining and it was a lot of work. And we were, Brittany and I were very happy to land at JFK. (laughs) I bet. um, And hand them off to their parents who were all very happy to see them and grateful to us for going with them. So, yeah. uh, So, in the end, you know, it was a a good experience and I will do it again. Uh, I'm happy to say that I would do it again. Maybe not like next month. Maybe a little in a little bit. Yeah, maybe not next (laughs) month. Maybe in a little bit. In a little bit. Yes. But, uh, I really care for the kids and I, um, yeah, so uh, it was a good trip, but, um, yeah. So yeah, so I had that and here we are this week, this week is busy, you know, getting back into things and, you know, things that I wrapped up before, you know, work never stops. And, uh, yeah, and uh, this week with tonight with the premiere, uh, which was kind of an unexpected kind of two and, two and a half hours. hours. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, plus trying to record, plus just trying to, you know, have life. And today's Ash Wednesday, too. So, you know, right. there's that. And uh, so, yeah. A lot going on. There's a lot going on. Uh, but uh, here we are. Here we are late at night. And we're going to talk about some Star Trek Discovery. We're going yes. to... We're going to keep our Picard thoughts mostly to ourselves for this episode. Maybe a little we'll share, but we,
2: yeah, I guess we can wait until uh, next week.
1: Yeah, we should. We should, you know, but uh, early, early impressions we can share maybe towards the end of the podcast, but let's let's yeah, well, by the time that this episode is published, everyone will have well, it will have premiered. It will have premiered. Yeah, so at let's least give the pilot. So not the pilot. Yeah. My God, the season. Yeah, Sorry opener, yeah so but let's let's wait to the end we'll share some quick thoughts we'll see how late it is because we have two episodes of discovery to catch, to catch back up, up on. on yeah it's a lot. and uh, mm-hmm. we are looking down the barrel of three final episodes uh, and uh, while we were away, Also, there was an announcement about a new movie in 2023. Oh, my
2: God. There was like so much fallout from that. You know, I'm talking about, right? The cast was like, what the fuck are you guys talking about?
1: Yeah, there's a little bit of surprise. But then I heard um, Zoe Zaldana say that the cast was up for it.
2: So the problem is to be specific. I think this was reported by it was a deadline variety that it was the agents that were like, what are you guys talking about? And the problem is if the agents are what are you guys talking about then that means there are no contracts in place which means that nothing has actually been negotiated which means that are these people you know available if they all want to do it do they have other commitments sure sure you know has the money been worked out these are all much bigger stars you know oh, they're yeah. pretty much all busier pretty much all of them are busier than they were uh when they did beyond you know what i mean they are much mm-hmm. a lot of them are much more on demand so it's like, have they even negotiated the money? You know, and now they the, the thing is like now that Paramount has put their foot in their mouths and said this movie's happening, which by the way, whatever. But <laughs> apparently, I mean, like they did they had JJ come and announce it, so they try to make it like more real. But the thing is they lose leverage, you know, when you if they essentially have publicly committed to this movie, the agents can be like, well. You're gonna make this movie, so you gotta give so and so more money. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So because of making the movies no longer continue upon their participation, it's other way around. So it was just like, what is Paramount doing? It's like, do they understand what's going on? Like, I, I just don't get it. It's just so dumb. I I
1: Well, you know, yeah. you could reference any number of our podcasts where we talk about I know. Basically
2: every podcast we complain about Paramount.
1: Yes uh so yeah i i'm i didn't know that much of a shit storm had happened for through that uh but that I means their problem i mean i'm you not know, surprised You'll figure it out but yeah i'm not and... surprised uh you know with jj there i think you know i feel if jj wasn't there and they sort of announced it then i right. would but i think uh you know also being, you know, the director and the executive producer. I mean, he's got some leverage with some money. You no, know, he's got
2: cred, so that's yeah, why they yeah. had him. I mean, it was one of those like investment days, so they wanted oh to, like, right, 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 bring out the big guns. Yeah, yeah. But if they have, I feel like if JJ
1: announced it, it's more legit. But yeah, we'll absolutely, happens, yeah. You know, uh, and he'll find the money if they need it. I mean, hopefully they won't be too greedy, but... I mean,
2: the, but the problem is, you know, like, Beyond didn't, wasn't as successful financially for various reasons, m- most of which, honestly, I put at the feet of Paramount. I don't think they did a good job promoting Beyond or mm. really leaning into the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. I thought they did a terrible job promoting Beyond, and it made the least money. And usually with these series, they make less and less money as you go on, you know? Like, they don't make more money, they make less money. So it's kind of just like... Will they will they be able to justify whatever
1: they end up spending on it? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's I, been I've so long, been, you know. Yeah, it has excited, been. You know, people are like
2: looking forward to Star Trek Four. Are not they? Am I?
1: You know, sure. It's like, yeah, I think there's probably more yeah. of a demand now as they've created fans, multi generational fans with all of the shows that they're producing right now. I think that you know, I think Star Trek is on the uprise and. Uh, you know uh we ha they have Paramount plus to advertise all this, oh my stuff. God, my you God, know? they have Paramount plus to lean into so, yeah, well, I mean from an advertising perspective, sure, you know, yeah, um, I mean, I don't know, I don't want, we we can go on and on about this, yeah but um, yeah, we won't yeah, we won't we have to look. I,
2: I mean, I hope the project you know comes to fruition, I obviously want that to happen,
1: yeah. it's just that Paramount whatever that's fine. well. They they did what they normally do, yeah. So, so we're, I'm not surprised. When you told me all that, I was like, oh, of course, of course they didn't do that. Of course. What are you talking yeah, about? That whatever something was planned out. Really? No. Um. But anyway, not surprised. Uh, no, yes. Not, reference it's not all, shocking. Reference all of our previous podcasts for feelings on Paramount, and uh, so anyway, uh, uh, I don't know if there's any other news, but. That was the one that stuck out to me as I was kind of flipping through uh, some news yesterday. You didn't listen to the audio novel, right? Yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. did. Oh, yeah, I did. I liked it. It was good. Yeah. um, uh, The audio novel is good. Um, It's a nice story. It's set in between season one and season two, which as we were chatting through things, it seems like we've we've jumped in time about a year and a half. Maybe maybe two years. I think. Yeah. So we're looking at uh, the show being set in twenty four oh one, maybe twenty four oh two, early twenty four oh two. But um, so yeah, um, but this takes place in between. Uh, it does give a little bit of a setup, and I mean, honestly, I think it, it made more sense to me. I'm glad I watched it or listened to the bulk of it after. It's only like ninety minutes long, so it's not very long. Oh yeah. I, uh, it's like, yeah, it's like two episodes, big deal. Uh, it's one episode, but you know, the length of two episodes anyway, uh, it was good. And, uh, I think it made more sense to me after I'd watched the preview that we saw or that I saw in the ready room. I think you saw it just on YouTube or whatever. Yes. Um, of Picard season two, which. Gave us so much more, and we would have had so much more to talk about, at least I would have on discovering trek had we seen that prior to recording uh-huh um I felt like that was better than the trailer uh well,
2: it was more in. it was definitely more in depth for sure, yeah,
1: I mean yeah. it gave us a setup, it, you know it right. told us what where we were and what we were doing, and yeah,
2: and they even mentioned in that it was like three four minutes that it's been like a year since we lost these characters,
1: yeah, so um so yeah anyway um but the the audio novel is uh the audio play is actually really good i enjoyed it uh rafi and um michelle heard and i keep on now i've got annika hansen and seven in my head jerry ryan jerry ryan thank you okay um starring it with their voices plus their other actors it's actually uh it's enjoyable i really like it um yeah, it's good. Cool, cool, cool. Um, well, awesome. well, well worth a listen. Uh, it doesn't, you know, add anything to season two. But it uh, it's a nice gap gap filler. So, um, yeah, so definitely check it out. Uh, and it does it does now that I think of it but more and more. It does make more sense after you've watched the preview of the extended preview okay. of season two. Correct. Anyway, well, we've already seen the episode, so it doesn't really matter. Christ. Um there we go uh yeah i think that's that's it for star trek news let's just talk about some star trek discovery which uh one more piece of news was that michelle heard michelle heard michelle paradise okay showrunner for discovery said that the sound is done for the final episode of discovery and they are in, scrambling to finish the vfx's Oh, my God, for the for the fa- finale. So oh my
2: God. OK, wow.
1: Uh, which is in three weeks. So uh, a lot of sleepless sure. nights are coming for or are happening wow. for the VFX team of Discovery. Thanks. But the sound is finalized. So there oh, you go. God. Um, so there's that. Wow. Uh, and we're three weeks out from the finale. So. Oh, wow. There we go. So let's uh, talk some Star Trek Discovery sounds good so we got two episodes to talk about we've got rubicon which i believe is episode 10 and the great barrier which is the was galactic a, barrier sorry the galactic barrier thank it's you late you're welcome thank you for always knowing the details that i forget <laughs> um no i really i'm being uh, honest well that's what i'm um, here for that's what you're here for you're you are the detail guy um so let's talk a little let's talk about rubicon obviously first yes
0: look we can't go on like this if we keep digging in on our own sides we'll keep battling each other and not the real threat i know you get that you said you wish there was a middle ground i do i'm sending you new data Given the rate the DMA is mining Boronite, we expect it to remain in this uninhabited area of space for another week. No lives will be in danger during that time. And what I'm about to propose is a plan President Rillick and Admiral Vance both approved. You stand down for the week. You come aboard Discovery. We hold you there. Hold us? Not in the brig. Just there for safety's sake, and it's just one week. And the Federation uses that time to make first contact and work to convince whoever created this thing to withdraw it. And if that fails, they'll back your plan to destroy the controller.
1: How about you tell us a little bit about the meaning of the title and how it kind of fits in to that episode? Yeah, so... It's funny that they, you know, usually,
2: you know, Star Trek Discovery is a little heavy-handed and they will usually make it a point to say the name of the episode somewhere in the episode so i was shocked i was clutching my pearls that they did not say the term rubicon anywhere in this episode i'm also surprised that someone didn't bust out like the whole story about caesar crossing the rubicon and like all that shit i was very surprised um but the term rubicon just refers to the river that caesar crossed when he was basically Going to declare himself emperor of the Roman, what was to become the Roman Empire, originally the Roman Republic. And it essentially means the point of no return. Like after he crossed the Rubicon, that was it. Uh, that indicated that his intentions were clear, that he was there to overthrow the Republic and declare himself Caesar.
1: Um, and
2: yeah, I think that plays. So basically, like moving
1: that. forward without, you know, or not, you said moving forward. I was thinking it's like, crossing the line that you can't go back yeah there's no way back you know no way back no way back things are not going to be the same after you do this yeah
2: and the only reason why i know this by the way is because i was a fan of this show on amc called rubicon which was it was like this uh conspiracy show fiction show um it only never heard of it no it was it was one of the slowest shows i've ever watched i fell asleep every every time i watched an episode Um, excellent but uh the acting was good it was just very slow it was like one of those like slow burn mystery conspiracy shows and i was like oh my god it's like dragging but anyway it was called rubicon so yeah there we go that's what the title refers to
1: so in rubicon we have um tarka and book going after the dma right and we have the discovery trying to stop them
2: Right,
1: and we have a new, um, well, not a new, but a returning character. Oh yeah. So we also have the return of Commander Non, which was great to see, and and a surprise. I was not expecting this at all. Uh, and I, I, I think the I, prom- I mean,
2: that I think the preview spoiled it.
1: Yeah, yeah, or yeah, preview. Or one of the photos that they put I up. Love I love Commander Non. She's so great. I wish yeah. she could
2: stay, but I think she has like I think she's busy with other projects or something.
1: Oh, okay. Well, you know, and she's Federation Security now, so she's got uh, places to go and people to kill and do all that sort of thing. Oh, well, I mean right the actress,
2: but sure.
1: No, I know I know what you mean, dude. <laughs> I, I was know, like sure. And commander nine in the the also meant... has another job.
2: <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> she also has other work. <laughs> But yeah, no, I like that. I I like that she came back. I like that she was able to. I mean, it's great that she and Michael have this relationship already. So it was really good to dive back into that. And they already, you know, because sometimes like these, like these third parties come on board, and it's all about the, you know, the friction that happens. But here, they already come from a place of
1: trust. So exactly, you don't have to like
2: go through all that shit. Thankfully, you
1: know. it was not a repeat of the first episode where the president was on there and they were right. butting heads. Uh, so that that I think is a huge improvement. Thank thank you, Discovery Writers, for not reusing that trope. Um, yes. Yeah. So, yes, I was really happy to see her as well. I really liked how her and Michael interacted in this episode. And um, Michael really trusted her. Uh, to make the right choice and to know, like, you know, they, they knew each other's boundaries and they knew when to, like, which one was going to be making the call. Right. Uh, which I, I thought was really, really nice to see. Something yeah. different, you know, again, not drama-based, but people-based, yeah. character-based. Uh, so I really enjoyed that that piece of it. Um, so, yeah, we have her coming on board. They're going after Book. You know, in the previous episode, before that, we knew that Michael said, you know what, I'm going to be one of the tools that they use to come at you, Book. Right. So here I, you know, here I come. And, um, you know, I I really also liked the way that um, Michael and Book kind of knew each other's moves. Yeah, no, and- that was good. I like that
2: they were they knew how to counter each other's moves right yeah they were like playing off each other they knew what the other was thinking i i like that and that set up like a good action scene like when they were trying to stop each other um and then they were jumping around that was it was actually very effective because they have that relationship um Mm -hmm. it made those action scenes just more um they just they just were more salient because you have that foundation in place
1: yeah it was uh, it was i felt that it was a tighter script and a, and a better overall story because yeah. of that uh, um the one
2: thing is like you know and discovery does this all the time and this is like i sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad where and we've criticized discovery where sometimes like someone will just stop everything and tell the story for the purpose of character development there was a little bit of this, like, Commander Nan, they were, like, facing this submarine situation, and Commander Nan, like, suddenly gives this backstory. I'm like, okay, do you need to... Does this story need to be told right now? Like, you know what I mean? It's, like, stop mm-hmm. the process. I need to tell you, like, a four-minute a four version of my life, you know? Like, they just do that. And I think that that is... I just wish, like, those, like, reveals can be literally revealed more, like, organically. Versus like, authentically. Yeah.
1: Authentically,
2: it's just like, think, yeah. and it's like, so it's, it's don't get me wrong. Sometimes it works, but sometimes honestly, this season, I feel that it just really stops the narrative momentum. Sometimes where literally things mm-hmm. come to a switching halt because someone needs to share. And I'm like, this is neither the time nor the
1: place to do this, you know? Yeah. It seems to be a writing trope of this season. And yeah. I don't know who kind of set that bar, whether it was set all the way back in episode one or you know whether it was just something that Mike uh Michelle Paradise said, you know, we want to add in more speckles of of these other characters and their backstories yeah. throughout the season and this is how we're going to do it. Uh you know, I think that yeah, I I think that this still feels very covidish, right? So I think that the that's part yeah. of it and I also think the fact that we you know, this is all done in covid times is also part of, you know, having fewer extras and you know
2: the thing is like like you know
1: if it was a setting
2: where they were like i'm thinking like maybe like 10 forward right like they were like in like so a social setting and they were fraternizing in you know a story like someone was struggling with a decision and it comes in conversation that's one thing you know i feel like classic star trek actually did that a little better like because there were more of these side conversations developmental Mm -hmm. conversations between characters but now there's all action all the time, and we get very few moments where there are like, and we do get it once in a while, like you know we talked about it I think two episodes ago, where you know like Stamets and Culber like they have these intimate moments, and they those work because they're 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 home, they're figuring things out, that's fine, you know. But I feel those moments are really like we get we don't get those moments as much, you know, because usually things are with the other crew, don't, yeah. you know, there's just too much happening, yeah. so we get fewer of those like moments where that kind of storytelling can take place, you know? So then they shove it into like the middle of like an emergency situation is like, okay, I don't need the story right now. Just tell me what you want, you know?
1: Yeah. I think that this, you know, I agree. These these sorts of scenes would be great in their new lounge or in the mess hall. uh, But they didn't do it. They're not doing any of those scenes. I know it's rare. You know, there is some, Um, but it just doesn't, happen that often which is too bad yeah but the the ones that they've done are you know one or two you know two two maybe three characters there's no real background energy to this i think that this is you know and and not to do any picard spoilers uh i mean if you've watched the preview which is out there now Mm -hmm. you'll see you'll see the opening scene and one of the things that you i said right away as we were watching it, I was like, "Oh, look at all the crew on on the Stargazer. Right. Um, and this is something that you don't see in Discovery. And I think that partly, I would probably say that a great deal of it has to do with being filmed in Toronto, Canada versus LA. Uh, so the COVID restrictions are very different between our two hmm. countries. Uh, so I think that that's part of it. I, I also think... That even in the beginning of you know in the scene that we see in the preview of picard um there's energy there that you don't see in discovery because it's really just the main cast and that you know this kind of the secondary cast um so you, you don't have those uh scenes from previous seasons where they're in the mess hall like all laughing and you know i i think back to season three when tilly talks to uh Giorgio and gets all the food stuck on thrown on her and mm-hmm. um you know there's other tables that are filled the other the other command crew right, is at right. The other table yeah. you know mm-hmm. there's you know there's just energy and i think that this is one of the things that's really lacking in this season is just kind of this greater energy that surrounds yeah. the crew so i think that this is one and you know i think this whole idea of dropping these story elements is, is the only way that they can do it and they just they did it in the first episode or the second episode. I forget, and they just kind I of guess. Follow I mean, that like the model. thing is,
2: like you know, we talked about it. Like the, with the more tertiary cast members, it's like it's like a literally like information bomb at the most inappropriate moment, where it's almost like this right. is like not even good, you know. Like sometimes yeah. I'm at, I can understand what you're saying, but sometimes I'm also like I don't know. This is like lazy, and they don't know how to weave it in a little bit more organically and f- make it feel more authentic, or. What, you know, I don't know, but this was, it wasn't as bad. Like, you know, I noticed it, but it didn't bother me that much. It wasn't like, you know, it, it wasn't like a Reese moment where it was like, oh my God, <laughs> like, literally you're, you're on a planet saving people. There's no time for the story right now, you
1: know, like whatever. Very right, right. Yeah, totally. So, um, so yeah. So, you know, the other dynamic going on here is obviously Tarka and book and right tarka's mission to blow up the dma oh and uh, by
2: the way can the federation hire me as one of their top ambassadors because <laughs> i know these. i mentioned this you over slot, yes. but it's like they were literally reading my mind and it's like wow there was like compromise what a concept that was basically like this episode it was like what there's a middle ground that was like it was like that was like what michael i think when um when Commander Na was telling Michael the story, Michael got this like light bulb and I was like, oh yeah, there's no, there has to be another way. Let's talk to, let's talk to Starfleet. I was like, oh my God. So it took all these people, the, the President of Federation, your top Admiral to figure out that maybe compromise is like one of the ways that we can go about this. So that was frustrating. I was amused, but yet frustrated. So
1: yeah, I was uh, when I watched that I laughed because uh, yeah, you'd been talking about this for several episodes, so yeah,
2: but but look, like I do concede that there was one major element here that was missing that would that convinced Book to delay, which was they were able to hone in on how much time the DM would need to mine all the boronite in the region because they were like, oh, it's going to take a week, so you know we have this this is our deadline. So they were able to actually, they had that piece of information that they were able to set, like how long the DMW would not harm like any planets in the region. So, you know, I give them that. It's just that, whatever, it's fine. I did, you know, but <laughs> yeah. I, I do concede that
1: point. Uh, I love the way that you did that. I wish people could see that. Oh, whatever, fine. Like, it's fine, the, the, it's fine. The, swish, the swishing of the hair. Yeah, and, exactly, you know, exactly. Um, But I was then
2: frustrated that, so Tarka, you know, basically takes over the controls and fires all the photon or quantum torpedoes at Discovery, but then Book does not lock him out, and then, of course, Tarka is then able to transport the weapon to the DMA. I'm like, come on. Like, that would have been the first thing I would have done, like, lock him out of the controls, you know? But they couldn't not have the weapon detonate because, from a narrative perspective, it had to happen. Like we can't just like, oh, it's over, you know? Like from just a build up perspective, we had to have that happen. It was just kind of like frustrating that you know that was just a sort of like logic issue
1: for me. Well, I mean, yes, yes, I agree that it was a mis misfire, <laughs> oh! so to speak on on nice. books books <laughs> part. Nice, nice uh but uh you know uh the devil will do what the devil does and okay. he has you know i am not a Tarka fan as everyone no, knows I, I dislike this character strongly um even after the next episode which we'll talk about i still dislike him mm-hmm. um even more
2: oh my god uh, but when even he did more
1: i mean i i at the end of it at the end of rubicon I, I, if I were book, I probably would have shot him. Okay. (laughs) Um, quite honestly, that would have been fine with me. That would have been a great ending. He, he did it. Found out it wasn't there. I would have been all right. Yeah, you had your shot. Nice, nice job. You just screwed us. We're now really wanton felons in the universe, and I would have shot him. And um, yeah. So uh, the fact that we continue with this character irritates me to no end. Um, I have not met a character like this since Star Trek in a long time. Anyway. It's so funny that he's so triggering for you. Like, well, it's the bullying piece. Once you, you know, a bully is a bully is a bully. And you, you, you can't get out of that. You can't, you know, that isn't something that you change and suddenly get forgiven. Well, Stannis, like
2: we talked about last time, I think it was last time or two, two episodes ago, like Stannis was totally like that, though, when we first met him. He was totally like this, like obnoxious, know-it-all, like, bully, like, when we first meet him. He's mean to everyone, you know, until we saw his relationship, with Culber, and that kind of softened him. But yeah, the first three I mean, episodes, yeah. he was really... He was really prickly around the edges for sure.
1: Yeah, he was prickly. He was prickly. He was not a, I don't know that I would. No, say he was like a totally put other people down. Like, you know, like he totally yeah. like putting himself above
2: other people, like his intelligence and like his know it all attitude. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, no, I didn't like Stamets yeah. at all when we first met him,
1: but they softened yeah, him. Yeah, I don't time. think I liked him either. Um, he softened over time. I uh, but Tarka, I don't know but tarko basically
2: reminds me of sam like i i disliked him i i think i dislike him at the same level that i just like stamets at first uh, um i don't i but you have a more you had a more extreme reaction to Tarka. so there's like no turning there's no turning back no 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 there
1: really isn't yeah there is no turning back literally and after he sent off that that uh sent the bomb and um and then found out that the energy was not on this end of the wormhole, but on the other end. Right. Uh, and basically doomed the galaxy. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, throw him on an airlock. Be done with him. I'm, yeah. o- I'm over him, you know.
2: No, I mean, I admit, no, this episode was, it was very frustrating for me. Like, it was very frustrating that Tarka like, blew things off.
1: Because at the end, at the end, book came to his senses. You know, logic kicked in for right over over emotion for book and uh i think that that is what saved me from really not liking book right you know what he was yes. doing no, he, this,
2: this episode redeemed him for sure yes yeah
1: yes he was redeemed and then tarka you know basically put them on the you know federation's most wanted list at that point because that was it you know uh and, and to find out that it was worth n- for nothing you know right. Shocking. I mean, you know, I wasn't that surprised, but I also wasn't. You know, I wasn't that surprised, but I also wasn't expecting to find that out this episode. And then he went and did that, and to find that out, I think I was still in shock from the fact that he did it. And then to see him realize that the energy wasn't there that he was looking for, was like, there you go, asshole. Right now you've done it. Right. Right. Um. Now you've screwed book and everyone in the universe. And as we, you know, as we see in the next episode what is it 12 100 times bigger or whatever it is it's oh yeah i don't i don't remember the. it's an, it's, it's magnitudeally bigger <laughs> um and uh thank you tarka so yes uh find an airlock and push him out right um and i don't care about the sob story that we get next episode okay we'll talk about that um anyway uh so that's sort of where it leaves us, right? The Rubicon leaves us. They crossed, you know, Tarka essentially took Book and crossed the line without Book's permission. And here we are. Yeah. Uh, you know, a new DMA shows up right in the same place, basically, continuing right. the work that the, the weapon did. And uh, now it's bigger. And, uh, you know, so that's, uh, that is sort of uh, the arc of that episode. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that, really sticks out for me for rubicon before we get i mean into there the might be some barrier. i
2: feel there might be some like bc things that i just don't remember right now
1: yeah sure yeah um yeah there probably are but uh, we've got two episodes to to, yeah. to talk about and and right. the galactic barrier is the next one
0: madam president do you have a moment of course When last we spoke, you suggested we might share a meal. I would very much like to take you up on that offer. But Discovery is leaving very shortly, and... as you know, we may not... So I thought I should... um, tell you, while I'm able, how much our new friendship has meant to me. And how much I've enjoyed working alongside you. In any event, I feel as if there could be something here. Perhaps more than a friendship? Oh, Mr. Seru, if you will excuse me.
1: And uh, this one's a little more fresh, right? I think. When did I watch this? Did I watch this Friday or Saturday when I get back? I don't know your. I don't um, know your life. I don't know my life either. <laughs> half, you know, I was exhausted. Um, <laughs> oh, you know what? I did? oh, so now I remember. Remember, I watched it. I watched it Friday night as I was okay. laying on the couch, and oh, I, you fell fell asleep. Asleep. Yes. I fell asleep. Yeah, fell asleep. I do I nervous. I don't remember it, so I had to watch it again on Saturday. And uh yes. So the Galactic Barrier. It was fine. It just <laughs> it was fine, it, yes. Well,
2: you falling asleep. I know you were tired, but also you falling asleep was an indication. I mean, basically this episode was very slow. Like things happened, but not much happened. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they they basically got through the barrier, and then half of the episode was, in my mind, almost filler because it was Tarka's background, which I just thought was very not well-weaved in with the rest of the ep- It felt I was kind of, like, taken aback, actually, when they decided to dedicate so much time to Tarka's backstory because it just felt so incoherent with the rest of what was going on. It It just you know it, it took me out of the it, it stopped any sort of narrow momentum of what was going on with discovery and it wasn't even i told you before we started recording i don't even feel we got that much there wasn't like this grand reveal that like oh circle a bad guy or is there more to the story that we didn't really know it's basically just kind of confirming what he's already told book like basically that he has a lover that's in an alternate universe and i was like all right like you know that's
1: fine yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, I think that the the story of Tarka is, yeah, you know, it is what it's fine. Know, it's, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's like I service, mean, it's literally serviceable, like it's serviceable.
2: Um, if there was some cool twist, I was like <gasps> you know, I would like, oh, maybe he's like working for like you know whoever's in charge of the DNA or whatever. That would been cool, but we didn't get anything like that. We it yeah, was, no, it was very, very like just basic
1: yeah it was uh, it was uh it was um you know two people put together and eventually become friends and then more perhaps than perhaps even more um <clears throat> which do you do you kind of call that an interspecies do you call that a gay relationship are they you know obviously tarka's male is this is oros male you know I think we we think we
2: yeah i don't know well i think um, he says he so i mean Pronoun wise, yeah he
1: he has always said he. You're right, yeah. that is true. So, he has always said he. So wait, wait, when you're talking about, about different this.
2: species, it's like who cares about gender? It's like whatever.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So. And Oros is played by a really cute actor. You should look him up. I can't think of his name right now, but really uh, he's a cute Asian actor, yeah.
2: Ooh, um, Asian? I can't even tell under all those prosthet- prosthetics.
1: No. But he you know, he plays a cute alien too. I kinda I like the energy that he the en- I I liked Oros. I, I thought uh, it was fine. you know an interesting. But I also so here's my little mini prediction. I think Oros is a member of the C. <gasps> That's so interesting. That's so- Oh my god, my be so Because that would be interesting. Because he's trying. Because he's trying to get home, right? And so, well, I'm, he says I'm home wondering.
2: as in it is like some sort of like utopian universe. That's all he positioned it. I don't know what right. that means, but yeah. you know, he made it sound yeah, like it's yeah. a literally a parallel universe that's like perfect. But it's it almost yeah. seemed like uh, it almost seemed like mytho- mythological. Like I, you know, the way he was putting it. I wasn't sure,
1: yeah, but I yeah, but I also think that you know a bubble outside of the known galaxy yeah, uh, sure. it could be that could be that alternate universe, right sure. you know it could yeah. you know so uh that's my prediction is that Oros is a member of ten, I don't know uh and, and actually may come down to being like one of the you know baddies in all of this, so Interesting. um. I think that that's, uh, you know, the other thing, too, I'm thinking is why create a whole new character if you're not going to have them be in more than one episode, you know, yeah. a whole new uh, species. So I'll you don't end. you don't kind of do you don't you don't kind of do all that work creating a new species. Uh, and then well, uh, what are you talking
2: about? Star Trek does it all the time. It's like they used to have like Alien of the Week, like all the time.
1: Sure, sure. But it's like uh, yeah. a different forehead. Uh, that's a But I joke. but I think that this is a little bit more planned out given just, and if you watch it's, the ready room, they do species. talk it's, about it's the a
2: character. It's like, it's an actual character that, you know, they fleshed out a little bit and invested. Yeah. In.
1: And we don't know the species. Uh, technically we don't know the species, but no. if you watch the ready room last week, uh, which you didn't, um, but if you do, they do talk to the, um, to, I don't know if he's the designer or like he's, he helps make these creatures. so he's he's part of the team that kind of develops that and and does all that so okay um and it's an outside studio that they partnered that paramount or whomever partners with so um so i think that that's my prediction uh that there's some sort of connection there um you know i you know i think that it sort of humanizes Tarka a little bit, but not. An, it's too late for me. I'm sorry. Mm. You know what? Like, that Bad. guy just needs, yeah, like, find some space and th- throw him out into it. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, I really don't like this character. I'm I understand. I think our listeners um, know not, as well. It's just one of those things. People know. Um, I have a strong feeling about him. Um anywho so we have that going so we have that backstory and then we have getting through the galactic barrier which is fine uh, which it was is- like
2: you know they're gonna get through it so it's one of those things where it's like
1: yeah you, I- know,
2: I you know and, and, and I-, I was saying to you like i feel that i'm glad next season of discovery is only 10 episodes because i feel this 10c thing is dragging it's like when are we gonna see these people it's like you know and this episode felt like a lot of filler to me it was like okay this not need to be like one episode of getting through the black barrier and then next episode them going to the planet as like oh this is where they came from are they going to even meet these people they're not even going into the bubble yet they're going to the planet first i'm like oh my god why going to the planet first i'm sure they'll come up with reason but it's like this is really dragging
1: yeah yeah i agree i agree on that front for sure um yeah it is kind of dragging out you know my my problem with the whole galactic barrier thing is that every time that star trek goes to the galactic barrier you encounter something different and i just Mm -hmm. you know there's you know you know back to the original series Mm -hmm. uh you know it it gives people esp and now suddenly it doesn't you know because they have the
2: antimatter shielding or whatever i roll okay
1: Yes. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe it's to protect of them. That, yeah, but, to
2: protect them from like the negative energy.
1: Yes. Okay, okay. Yes, I do remember that. Yes. Um. But you know, it's were you just. Sleep, were you asleep for that part? Maybe no. I re- I do remember that part. I do remember the antimatter shielding. Um, because that's the whole reason that Tarka and Book go to the planet. Correct. Um, to begin with, and and if you look back at the beginning of the episode. You see the dots putting spraying it on the yes. hall of discovery. So, Good job. yes, totally, totally, totally get that. I just, I just, you know, I don't know. Like, we don't, every time we go to the Galactic Barrier, it's something new. Anyway, uh, bubble. now we're jumping through bubbles. I, know. I was like,
2: all right, sure.
1: Why we're, not? Riding, we're riding through bubbles, and then there's a traffic jam of bubbles, <laughs> and. I mean, they need.
2: I'm telling you, they need to come up with shit just to like buffer in story. Like it's like,
1: all right. yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. I I did not know that season five was just going to be ten episodes. I'm in favor yeah. of that, though. Um, it's totally fine. I'm totally fine with that. It. Yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah, absolutely. It'll, I think it will help build a tighter story. Yeah. Um, and also, I think it'll keep it consistent right across all of the Star Trek shows. Now, are they're all ten seasons? Ten, ten episode yeah. Seasons. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there we go. Um only took them four seasons to realize. <laughs> also, I think it also I think, you know, why why didn't they think of this? Anyway, why didn't they think of this during the year of COVID when they're filming it? Like have them there less of a time. Let's tighten up the story. Let's do just 10 episodes this season. Mm, you know, remember. that sort of thing. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. Um one word, Paramount. Anyway. <laughs> Um, well, we do get some um
2: st- uh Saru and, ta- and President Tirana.
1: Uh, oh, yes, Donna? oh, but Donna? before we get to that, uh, Tarina, Tarina, uh, thank okay, thank you. Uh, before we get that, we sort of say goodbye to Lieutenant Commander Boyce. Boyce, uh, is it Boyce? Is it Boyce? Bryce. <laughs> Price.
2: Price. Bryce. <laughs> no, because I get Price so... and Reese confused. And I was like, why oh, yeah, no, or RY? Sorry. It's I'm really Price.
1: sorry. Ronnie, I'm really sorry. We never seem to get your character's name correct. But um yeah, you're off to uh hang out with David Cronenberg permanently. Yeah, I was
2: like, I know that too. And then there was like this musical fanfare as he was walking off. I was like, All right. That's yeah. I was like, I don't know if you noticed that. Like Saru was talking to him. I did, yeah. He's like, yeah. you know, congratulations, all your hard work, blah blah blah. Then music the music swells. Yep. I'm like, All right, I guess. <laughs> like
1: whatever. Yeah, well, the touching tribute <laughs> like, Saru putting his hand on his shoulder like, and like it, it was a you sure. know yeah, it was sort of a I mean he hadn't been in most of the season and we we've been we've been We've had Lieutenant Christopher at uh, communications for most of the season, anyway. So, except when Bryce explained uh, what was it surfing and save the day in that episode, right? Um, anyway,
2: no, it's like five.
1: so we we say goodbye to him, and then we see Saru and President Tarina have a moment. Oh wait, uh, there
2: was another thing. Um, I need clarification. So ooh. we, we a deer is back, right? Yes. Adira comes back at the beginning of the episode yes. and has left Grey behind because Grey is training to be a guardian.
0: Correct, yeah. So
2: I I need to rewatch that scene because I couldn't quite understand. Are, they're so together, right? They're fine. Right? Because I felt that Adira was kind of being a little weird about it and then Adira was like, oh, we're fine where we are. I was like, wait, what does that mean? And then I you know i didn't rewind do, did you do you know what i'm talking about
1: yeah i do um well there's two things going on in that season uh and that's a scene it's not season scene. Yeah, scene uh stamets is gushing on adira and her you know praising her in front of the captain mm-hmm. which is which is uncomfortable for her mm-hmm. and uh then there's the piece about gray and not being able to talk to him which i actually I think comes in, that that piece of it comes in a scene later on with Stamets and Adira in engineering oh. uh, when they're talking about that and how... You yeah, know, well, there was, they do go back. They do go back to yeah, it. But yeah, it's they just that Adira
2: says something along the lines of, oh, we're comfortable where we are right now. I was like, what does that mean?
1: Yeah, she sure. explains it more in the second scene, hey. I think, with Stamets. They, sorry, yes, they explain it uh, more clearly in the scene later on. Uh, talking about how they will miss talking to Gray every day, uh-huh. you know, and having them there to kind of talk through things and be present and all of that. And now they have to communicate through, you know, over space and time and they will get to talk about crossing the galactic barrier, which is exciting. So mm-hmm. um, I also see, for me, I kind of forgot that they were together or in some form, in some sort of like togetherness. I thought that she they meant that um they were missing gray being part of them oh. like as part of the symbiont and that whole piece of it. Okay. um so I sort of missed and kind of forgot maybe that they had a relationship,
2: yeah, maybe that
1: we'll see, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, coming I
2: was it was also unclear is gray coming back I'm like. Maybe.
1: I don't think I don't think Gray is coming back. Uh, it doesn't seem like it, unless he's on vacation from Guardian School or whatever. But I think <laughs> cool. I think I think he is going. I think he Gray is going to stay on Trill. I mean, how else are you, you're going to be a Guardian? You can't right. be a Guardian. Makes sense. It, like, yeah. he's so he's not a member of Starfleet. Like even right. Yeah. Why well, would he? Yeah. Adira has become. They've become a part of Starfleet. Right. So. Um, so yeah, but who knows? Uh, who knows what the future holds. But I don't. I think that that's all we're going to see of Gray and Adira will kind of have to deal with that. But I I thought it was even more touching the scene between Stamets and Adira, where Stamets was kind of explaining why he was gushing so much over her, um, which went back to his father not kind of being
2: right. Emotionally yes, I remember supportive the Supportive of
1: of of him, so he was he was. And he said, you know, I'm going to try to balance that, but I, you know, know that I'm doing that out of a place of love and out of an abundance of care for them. So, that's, and that's
0: that's that is better
2: than in a random crisis situation telling a story. <laughs> like that. Yes. Was, that's, that that was is that is an
1: appropriate, that is a more appropriate that's more use of. feels yes. like
2: more appropriate place to have, time and place to have that story telling in time.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I think. It's funny because you get those moments with Hugh and Paul and then you get the moments with Adira and Paul and you get these smaller moments like with Saru and Tarina, these really intimate moments that they really do well. And why couldn't they kind of do that with, you know, why couldn't Tilly be over at her station going way back to episode one or two? I forget which um, two, I think why couldn't Tilly have been at her station and bryce comes over and says you know if you look at the those sine waves look like you know surfing and he could surf out of that like that would have been a more like yeah. well the organic... problem is like they
2: don't the primary and even, even secondary cast members don't interact enough with these tertiary cast members to make it feel yeah. not it's always going to feel odd because like okay but they never talk to each other <laughs> like why are they suddenly talking you know what i mean like They just don't interact. I mean, they
1: have in previous seasons. They've hung out in 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 group settings,
2: but not so much like, you know, more intimate, like one-on-one or one-on-two, which would, you know, that naturally would be the more appropriate
1: setting for a story to come out. But then it's like, why? Why are
2: they talking to each other? Are they even friends? You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think this crew is close and I think that that's sort of, you know. Yeah. But anyway, you know, this is, they do it in some they do it with the, the main cast and they seem to not do it well with the secondary right. bridge crew, uh, unfortunately. So anyway, um so then going back to Tarina and Saru, we yeah. have this interesting um confession of Saru to Tarina before And then we have the awkwardness of finding out that she's on the crew. Well, now that
2: I'm like seeing someone, I was like triggered because I was like, how honest
1: should I be about certain
2: things? Like, well, it's also like, it's very similar, not, it's not parallel, but it's similar because it's very, it's relatively nascent, right? It's still very new. It's, Mm -hmm. you don't want to like rock and roll too much. You're still building like some sort of friendship slash relationship but there could be more and it's like okay how honest should i be or should i wait in this situation so we decided to go for it because he's like uh might be dying so it's like you know might as well just you know let it rip um but i was like oh made it, it, me just think about like when i'm you know where i am right now and i was like yeah like you know at what point is it because you don't want to like it's like sometimes it's like you're getting a squirrel to come to you. This is my analogy, right? You're, you're making a squirrel come to you, or like, you know, like, oh, come to me. And you don't want me to be like big motions, you know, and like scare them away necessarily and you know, That's make a loud great sounds.
1: Analogy. Right? Like I love that. Like hands That's waving,
2: great. shouting, right? Cause then they're like, yes. uh, this is this is dangerous. I don't want to go to you. You know, so yep. it's like at what point is it appropriate or inappropriate it's also more complicated the situation because they're both they you know they're both professionals and like they work together in some capacity or they need to put in, be put in situations where they work together you know so that's more complicated so i felt for Saru, <laughs> basically
1: in this I'll, moment. you know i love that you found that i didn't make that connection but i love that you did cuz that sure. you know i I get the the Paul and Hugh moments a little more than you do because that's more like that's where mine. you are. That's where I am. Right. But that's awesome to hear you say that. You know, seeing Tarina and Saru is you know bringing it, it means something to you. So that's yeah, because really- it's
2: like you know Saru. I mean, that's a whole struggle, right? Saru was like I know what how does she feel like right yeah she, no. you know, it's, it's even worse because she's vulcan so she's not gonna you know put her heart on her sleeve you know so yeah. she's gonna be very reserved about it even if she has
1: interest so it's like uh it's yeah, even. And i, I it's feel like even more. she's the one and she's the one that sort of broached the subject of dinner first i think right so yeah the walk or what? the walk the walk if you want to go on a walk sometime or something uh to talk things through whatever that i'm here for so yeah i think that it's uh it's that's interesting and uh that's cool i you know i i i think that it's interesting because now the stakes are a little bit different uh you know he's sort of embarrassed because he's because she's there she's like oh you're here
2: (laughs) yeah on the ship (laughs) <laughs> what now so,
1: and we we have to see each other every day and then Hugh right. shares that you know well Paul and Paul and I started out like that as well you know that's how relationships start so yeah and I like um, what,
2: what Calbert said where he was like you know everyone is going to think about their insecurities everyone's going to think they messed up or you know think about what went wrong or what they said wrong versus you know, because they, 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 that you're in your own echo chamber of your mind, you know, you're like, you're just reflecting on like, what you feel didn't go well. So I, I like that he put that out there for sure too.
1: Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's totally true. I mean, you know, even I, I'm sure you're you're experiencing that to some degree. I mean, even in a relationship of years, like I have their moments of insecurity sometimes. So right. You know um it's you know it is uh, it's it's not a not just a new relationship thing, but it it can come mm-hmm. up other times as well, uh but yeah, so I mean I'm excited for to see where what happens with this um yeah, I don't remember, I don't remember how it ended towards the end um of the they had
2: they like she
1: they sat down together for a meal in the lounge because okay. I knew it was in the lounge, I thought that she wanted to talk to him about something or uh, I forget. I think that they just saw each other in the lounge, and then
2: Saru was like, "Oh, you're busy," you know. And then Tarina was like, "Oh, actually, you know, I can." She basically said, "I can use the company," I think. Okay, just
1: saying, yeah. So, so, so she reciprocated. Are. So I was
2: like, "Oh, sweet." Yeah. Nice.
0: yeah,
1: I'm totally shipping them. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, it's it's really nice. I'm, I'm That's a that's a cool development that really just which i picked up on last season and everybody's like what are you talking unlike about
2: unlike if we're gonna talk about picard episode one season two episode one i was like what the fuck yeah <laughs>
1: <Like, laughs> yeah yes. so we like, won't we'll, we'll, we'll not talk about oh, yeah me... yeah no we're, we're not going to talk about that no we enough. can
2: we can just very briefly because by the time this this yes. right yeah i won't have yes. seen Episode
1: one. Well, we'll talk about that. Let's wrap up the galactic barrier, and then sure. we'll talk about some initial impressions of initial impressions Picard, uh, of Picard before we uh, hit the sack. Um, so, any? Uh, so, we've gotten through the barrier. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, please don't drag this out further. <laughs> we've we've uh, we've identified a planet outside of this bubble, right? What's and you're that's where uh, Book and Tarka have got their antimatter and are on their way but then the um, preview for
2: next episode shows some like boarding Discovery to get something I'm like oh my god yeah I was
1: like yeah yes that was not what I expected and uh, seriously so uh, Discovery had to jump through all these bubbles to get there and you're just gonna like what slide unc- through like, unclear I don't, I don't yeah. know. anyway I don't need um,
2: I don't need a whole sequence of them jumping through the bubbles too. Like I don't
1: I do not I don't need that in my
2: life either, so whatever.
1: But my feeling is like how, you know, time wise, again, how long is all this stuff taking? You know? So how far behind are the you know, all that stuff. But anyway. Anyway. Uh whatever. So there we are. Uh we're heading to the planet, we're getting closer to the 10 C. We've only got three episodes left. I mean, seriously, like, um, there better not be any. Wait, two of epi-
2: Is it two episodes? Galactic Barrier was eleven.
1: Oh no, I'm I'm wrong. Sorry. Yes, there's three more episodes. Three. Is
2: it three more episodes? Or two more episodes.
1: No, three. Tomorrow is the third. Uh, is March? Oh, 3rd. you're right.
2: Yeah. So correct. So Galactic Barrier was episode ten. Okay. Sorry.
1: So, yes, I or yes, I yeah, previously you... misnumbered numbered them. Okay. I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we have three episodes left. So, uh, yeah, not going to get a lot of time with Ten C. I'm thinking before the end of the well, season. Well, I just
2: predict like a quick resolution. They'll probably
1: convince them that they're intelligent beings and whatever, whatever. Like, okay. I want something. <laughs> or will we get a best of both worlds finale? Uh. I'm 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 okay. I don't
2: need I don't
1: need this to drag on. No, further. I no I don't either. I'm just I'm ready for if... the next big mystery, whatever that ends up being. <laughs> The next I'm ready, ready to complain about shattering.
2: that. One, I'm ready to complain about the next big mystery <laughs> that we spend way too much time on.
1: The next universe shattering. Yes, exactly. uh, crisis, next crisis. Crisis the... that
2: Michael Burnham will solve. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Basically.
1: Uh, basically (laughs) (laughs) all right well uh three episodes left uh yeah fortunately we can sort of focus on it because we've seen the first two episodes of picard so we can sort of focus on that and then we'll have two we'll have the finale of discovery and a brand new episode we've never seen before of picard uh, on um saint patrick's day wow so in March, anyway, yes, yeah, we'll be halfway through March already. Yeah, um, so, so, yeah, that's where we're at. Um, yeah, I think we've we've done not a bad job of covering two episodes of Discovery.
2: Yeah, no, we did a great job. Uh,
1: so let's take a few minutes to talk about some initial impressions of our viewing of the Picard season. Premiere Yeah mon capitaine How I've missed you
0: Oh no 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 no, no, no. Oh,
2: dear you're a bit older than I imagined Let me catch up There now we're even Q God damn Q
0: Do you recall what I said to you when last we parted ways? The trial never ends. What the hell are you doing here? You've been talking a lot about second chances. Well, my friend, welcome to the very end of The
2: Road Not Taken.
1: What did you think, Mike? So i'm gonna i'm gonna relegate my thoughts to the just the first episode obviously we saw it yes, too, and just the wanna, first episode. just the first episodes um okay. you know i i think be you know i didn't i was not expecting the Borg was not expecting that at all no, i didn't expect that yeah um and i mean even from the beginning so that opening sequence that we've already kind of i didn't seen, expect
2: like a borg invasion essentially
1: yes i didn't like, either. Yeah, well, was... I, I didn't expect the, you know, it took me, i had seen the preview, uh, the scene, pre- the opening scene preview, but I had not put together what was happening until we watched it tonight. And uh, I, I realized that it was a Borg invasion of, of the ship. Uh, right. And before, before we saw the Borg ship in the opening credits, which, you know, again, Picard, all these shows actually blow a lot of a lot of their wad in um, in the it's opening credits so all the time yeah um it's so annoying because you know like the, from the guest stars to you know oh you're talking the,
2: about spoilers yeah sorry, the spoilers yeah
1: sorry spoilers in the opening credits yes
2: oh my god so annoying i didn't yeah because guys I showed the pork ship
1: Right, yeah. and I had already, exactly. I had already put together be, based on what I saw. I was like, "Oh, look at that! That, that's probably a tentacle. That looks probably like a Borg tentacle." Okay, yep. So right. the Borg is taking over the Stargazer. Right. Um. So yeah, uh, but I loved the Stargazer, the new Stargazer. It's I nice. loved it. I'm glad we oh, got a little a bit nice. of
2: Star Trek porn. Like, yeah, it was like slow a slow love. pan, slow pan of the ship. It looks great. Still Does. very reminiscent of the old stargazer silhouette, yep. but obviously yep. upgraded. And the bridge looks great. It's like, yes. I think the view screen is like super wide screen. I'm like, oh, I love that view screen. Um, There are, I don't know how they'll, I, I don't know if you know if there, there are steps up to the captain, like the chairs. I don't know if I love the steps. Yep.
1: I don't I'm like, like that. Yeah, that's I feel a, like the I would be falling part over of... that if
2: I had to like, yep. navigate the bridge all the time. Yep. And as really? we saw,
1: they they fell down the stairs. Um, yeah,
2: it's like I don't know if the three, two, three steps are necessary.
1: Yeah, I um, agree, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, that's my but, thought on. But
2: overall, I I I liked it. I, yeah, I liked
1: um, I lo- I wasn't too sure. By the way, this is
2: our cursory discussion about episode yes, one. Yeah.
1: Um, I do love that they kept the registry number and just put an eight in front of it, I thought that was a nice. Oh, was touch. It the same registry number. It was and I wasn't sure at first, yeah until I didn't check, I didn't you see this, reference. until you see the um scene where they're saying goodbye to El- where Picard is saying goodbye to Elnor and Rafi as they as they head off to the Excelsior mm. talk about another n- name drop, right. so they're in front of two they're in front of uh Picard is in front of the Excelsior the right. original yep. Excelsior uh-huh. thing, yeah, and the stargazer's right next to it, and the Star- right. stargazer's n c c number is there and it's, oh, okay. It's, okay. They put an eight in front of. Yeah, it. I
2: wasn't sure because I wasn't, I wasn't sure if those plaques were for the new ships or the old ships.
1: Yeah, no, those are the old ships. Those okay, are the originals. Old. Yeah, those are the okay. originals. So I, I thought that was a really nice touch. I really enjoyed that. I didn't get. I, I when when we get it on Paramount Plus and I can freeze it, I'm going to see what other ships might be able to be made out. I feel because line.
2: I was paying attention to the plaques, like I feel that those are the only two they really. Put in front of you to see. That oh, okay. Really, that right. was really visible and clear because it yeah. did mention. Yeah, I, like they mentioned the Excelsior. So I was like, okay.
1: Oh, did you hear? Uh, one of the cadets got assigned to the Sulu, which I thought was cool. Yes, I heard that. I caught. I was like, I was like, yeah. woke right up at the sound of that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I um, there's a little bit of a slow start. Other but, than I've, hello,
2: I've, okay the Picard okay Laris looks great yes yeah, I was does. like "Ooh, you're a little yeah. glammed up like you know
1: you are. um Love and Laris.
2: we get this like weird fucking scene between Laris and Picard and I was like it's intimate but I was like wait where's this going and then I was like oh my god they're getting closer and then I was like stalking you I was like what's happening and I was just like, this feels so weird. It didn't feel yeah, it didn't right feel at laugh. all. It didn't, like it did not no. feel. I did not. I was not not feeling it. No, I. It was so bizarre. I did not like it. But then it, they use this as a springboard to talk about Picard's loneliness, right? Which yeah. is fine. But I'm just yeah. like, oh, why can like, not they never be I... back? Or like. Something. It's just
1: and like... I slacked you when he was talking to Guinan later in the episode, which I thought that scene was right. really great. Um, I was like, um, "Beverly, anybody? Can we can we talk about Beverly? Like, what happened there? Like, right. why wouldn't Guinan bring that up? You know, um, and well, why it, wouldn't? Of course other has had other love interests, but yeah, but you know, it was you know, but Beverly's, Beverly's... probably the just one, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah i i feel that that's like a missing element you know like why wouldn't you bring up beverly and all of this oh laris i was like um, oh i was i was it was just, it was really awkward and was very think, awkward yeah it was you know it also felt like a little bit like oh the wine was talking you know i'm tired ty- you know like that sort of thing like there's just this comfort level there but also this want you know throw some wine in there throw a long day in the sun in there you know you're just kind of like oh and by the way
2: did you notice i was like this is the most unnecessary use of technology but they were transporting the grapes i was like <laughs> i was like oh my god it's like so unnecessary <laughs>
1: it's you like- know i said so i the first the first time I saw that, I thought, oh my gosh, someone's beaming into Like, I didn't catch it. I thought someone was beaming attacking into attack. Grapes. Yeah, no, not attacking them. I thought it was beaming into hot, like right in the midst of that to attack Picard. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But yeah. no,
2: they were, they were transporting the grapes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> then I saw the transporters all over the place and I was like, oh, okay. Um, cause obviously an attack did not follow. So I was like, right. you know, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, you know, it's had a slow start. Um, I'm still a little confused by the scene in the, I don't know, what do you want to call it, is the it sunroom. as a sunroom, sunroom, sunroom. Yeah. and the rose, and his. And then the flashback was his mom like killed or something. I was kind of confused about that. Yeah, dragged away by something. right? Yeah, I was like, did he? I didn't realize. I is hated, it like, a and is it his mom? Childhood. What? Is it his mom? I'm assuming it's his mom, but I
2: mean, yeah, it's his mom. But that's what I was like. Oh, did he? Does Picard suddenly now have a traumatic childhood, and that's why he's lonely? Because that's what Guy knows. Yeah, was like, sure, sure. Yeah, Guy yeah. was yeah. asking him probing questions, and yeah. he didn't want to answer. I was like, Oh my god! I guess Picard. You know, we are, we're, we need to give him traumatic childhood, and that's why
1: he chooses to be lonely. Yeah. Or something. Um. So anyway, yeah. Um. So there's, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about, mm, yeah, not a a traumatic
2: childhood. Like
1: that just doesn't seem to drive for me, but, mm -hmm. yep, it doesn't work, doesn't work terribly well for me either. But if that is what it is, like
2: it just feels weird. I don't
1: know. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, uh, but I love seeing Rios in the command chair being captain smoking a cigar right now okay
2: okay
1: uh i thought it was interesting that there's some board technology that's integrated in the stargazer and a new you know it's a new class of ship. um we don't know how it's integrated or what like it's just integrated what i don't what it is i don't know like who knows maybe it's the next generation of like neural remember the voyager had yeah neural gel packs neural gel packs um so there's that,
0: but but
2: I would um, also be like, oh yeah, is this gonna be a security
1: problem? <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Apparently, it
2: turns out to be whatever. Shocking! Oh shocking. yeah, shocking.
1: Yes. Although you know, we do learn that the Borg have been essentially decimated in this. Yeah,
2: I noticed that too. Because seven mentioned that, I was like, oh, so I guess what Janeway did at the end of Endgame, like, did more. I mean, than I thought. guess we, you know, that's. I mean, that's only. Canon, like canon thing, we had to go off of in terms of what's the most recent Borg.
1: Now, is that of- later than no, that, that happened before First Contact. So, First Contact is actually the last Borg piece. Wait, no, no, it wasn't because the Borg Queen you saw the
2: Borg Queen for, for the first time in First Contact.
1: When did Janeway, Admiral Janeway, send Picard on a mission? Then, which movie was that? That was, um. That was wasn't that Nemesis? Oh, that was that was Nemesis. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Yep. Okay. the so um, last time that's... we saw the
2: boar from a chronological
1: standpoint, if you don't count the artifact, which was
2: standalone, was endgame.
1: Okay. Um, so there's that. But apparently
2: that did a lot more damage than we
1: realized. I guess so. Um Yeah. So that they're decimated. Um which I was surprised by I was like, okay. Right. Going back really quick, so we did mention this earlier. We are in twenty four oh one ish, somewhere uh-huh. around there, because the the awkward scene that we're talking about. It's been a year and a half since right. Zabon died. Now I'm wondering, and I, I don't I don't remember the actor who played Zabon. You know, did he die? Did he? Is he? No, I don't know. Like I don't why know. Is that part of the story? Was that the whole idea of the story? Like oh, no, he, I
2: mean I remember he he was like kind of injured after the. The Romulans uh, attacked. Oh, the, the Romulans attacked, right, the, right, right. Oh, um,
1: yeah. The house, but... Yeah, we I don't really know. I don't what... remember him being on his deathbed. No, I don't either. Um, so that's where we kind of get the the date of 2401, perhaps early 2402.
2: But I think they needed him to die to give Picard and Laris this, like, love story.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, sure. When it, you know... When we have Beverly out there in the wings, you know, just waiting for
0: just waiting. She's she's Um... waiting for
1: Picard to come.
2: (laughs) (laughs) She's just pining for him. (laughs) No, of course not. Beverly
1: Beverly would never pine for him. I don't think. Um, Now, so yeah, but uh, yeah. Other than that, um, yeah, I thought you know, the starship stuff was interesting. Was good. I like that. The Borg coming out of this thing was completely shocking to, well, semi-shocking to semi-shocking. me. Semi-shocking. Um, because I actually thought that that kind of tear in the universe was all Q's little work, but... Right. Um, but apparently it was a Borg incursion into... And the- I really do like the end when Q does show up and he's the younger version of himself and he changes himself to look like picard um yes i thought that was interesting they did a nice cg um i was yes this was better
2: out. than brent spiner like it didn't look as like yes. Off-putting. Yes. Basically, they did a yeah 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 i movie. mean i
1: i think that with with uh with q they use they actually did cgi whereas brent spiner actually p- played data oh, i don't
2: No, i think it was a little bit well i think i i don't know I think it was a little bit of both, like, makeup and CG.
1: Oh, okay.
2: But okay. I have to say, John Delancey has aged well. Like, he looks oh, yeah, great. Yeah, I think yeah, he looks great. He sounds yeah. the same.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought that was interesting to him coming. Yeah. I thought that the 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 ship blowing up, And then them being in this alternate timeline was a good segue. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, or him waking up in this alternate segue um, that's Q somehow did something. Right. Supposedly, or, well, we'll see. I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm running, my voice is running low, but also um, we've been recording for how long? An hour and a half. half. (laughs) Yeah, not too bad. Any, do you have any other thoughts on the premiere? Uh, You mean, are we doing any of deep dive right now? No, <laughs> we we're God. not. No, no, no. Just anything, anything.
0: <laughs>
2: no, overall, I liked it. I thought it was a good setup. I, I'm glad we aren't waiting too long to kind of get into it. You know, I, I did think that Picard season one, the beginning was a little bit slow, like, you know, before we got into even space. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that right now it's it really just going really, you know, I, I think there was like a half hour where it was like, setting up because it's been a while, but other than that, I, I mean, I agree with you, it was a little bit slow to begin with, but honestly it was probably 20, 30 minutes to set up. And then it kind of went, it kind of, you know, went quick. So. Yeah. Um. No, I, I liked it. I, I, I enjoyed this season opener. Um Guinan was great. It was, it's just so, she's so visibly aged. Like, I was, and she just acts, she's not, I mentioned this last time, she she doesn't act like, in my mind, she, she acts more like Wobby Goldberg than, like, Guinan. She's, like, more sassy, but Guinan was never really sassy, you know? He was like, do you want some hooch? I'm like, okay, I'm not sure if I ever say that, but, you know, I can see Wobby Goldberg saying that, so. Yeah,
1: no, I, I, you know, um, I, yeah, I, there's certain things you can do and you can't do, you right. know, you can't, so. you know.
2: I was like, all right, it's fine. And it's like only, it was like a five minute cameo, like whatever, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, but it was um, great.
1: It was great to see her. And I really, I am a fan of Whoopi Goldberg's for the most part. And um, I, you know, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I think it was great to have her.
2: And I think that this season, I think it, you know, I I don't want it to all be about like childhood trauma or whatever, but I do think it is interesting that we are kind of diving now into this idea where Picard has always been a learner. Like, who was it Laris that said it's been a century and you're alone, or was it Gainen that mm-hmm. said that? Like it's like literally, it. like he's never had like a long-term relationship, about, mm. from what we've seen. And you know, why has he always chosen other things mm. over? You know, he's chosen other things, he's prioritized over other things, you know, he's mm-hmm. never um chosen to be. A relationship even when those opportunities have been presented to him and i think that that is interesting um i mean we it is a very definite trope that most of the captains we've seen other than burnham michael burnham are loners. like they end up being like alone for the most part mm-hmm. um i don't know if that's like a captain's burden or whatever but i do think it's interesting that this is going to be a theme that i think we explore this season i like that
1: yeah, I'm interested to see where they go with that. Uh, I'm interested I mean, I'm, I'm interested in the He whole, needs to uh,
2: let love in, which is my mantra for
1: this year. Oh, uh, yeah, right, 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 yes. He does, and And I like um, that Dinan was like, yeah, you've explored
2: all these frontiers, but, you know, you can't even put your heart out there. I, I did like mm-hmm. that
1: a lot. Yeah, I did too, yeah. He does need to explore his heart and and all of that, so we'll we'll see what where that kind of takes him, whether that does lead back to laris or not who knows i don't don't either too
2: but sure
1: i don't know (laughs) whatever Um, um,
2: it's like sure if it goes back to laris i guess
1: i also like that we're gonna probably explore uh rafi and seven's dynamic as well
2: yeah i mean even from the colors
1: where we see them you know put
2: together so
1: yeah so we'll we'll, oh, we'll get, get to see that. that a little bit and um yeah. Uh yeah. That's a that's a good roundup, I think. Yeah. Initial. We can we can talk more about it next week and um I think we talk more about that along with episode two. We can Yeah yeah. yeah so. Exactly. Um although we will still have only seen episode two once, whereas we can watch episode that's again. true. that's true <laughs> so yeah so two to... might
2: be a weird oddly a
1: distant memory by the
2: time we talk about it
1: yeah yeah whatever um but anyway uh yeah i think it's off to a great start and uh yeah it's hard the to Boer believe Queen's
2: were... um outfit when she breamed onto the stargazer i mean jaradi made a mm. comment i was like that's kind of weird why is she like wearing this like robe like very odd that
1: different that's different dinner that's head different it of... was very
2: different i And it was never explained, and I'm sure it will be explained. I have no idea. Um, Yeah, not a usual Borg, you know, outfit.
1: Well, and and if you look closely, uh, the head thing is sort of like Uh, they're gears or something. They're like, yeah, it's like it's like it's unlocking something. Yeah, like her head is gonna unlock,
2: but then there's more revealed.
1: Yes, and I'm wondering if we're going to see. Seven it was like a cocoon. It to be a cocoon of some sort. Yes, yes, and I'm wondering the, if that, you know, Queen Bee, sure. like
2: you know, analogy, yeah. but Miami of some sure. cocoon coming out of chrysalis Oop. or something.
1: I'm wondering if we're gonna um, see the seven of that universe uh, come out of that cocoon, which would be interesting.
2: Well what do you mean the cocoons like basically erased because now we're like in this alternate universe where that never happened.
1: Right, but eventually we're gonna go back to that universe. Do You think we'll go back to that moment, you think? I think that we'll get some sort of reset. Oh, well, uh, yeah, that'd be nice if we get
2: the reveal, because that was like uh unanswered question. Yeah, I
1: think yeah, I think we're gonna find out what that suit was all about and uh who's in that suit. Yeah, I think okay. I think there'll be a way to there's gotta be a way to reset that or They'll, they'll jump back and be on their way there or something. They'll they'll have that knowledge mm. and uh, mm. they'll have some knowledge to kind of stop all of this, possibly. Right. Because right. they're also taking over not only the Stargazer but all of the ships around it. So, right. Um, so we'll kind of see what happens. Then.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was just like all the right. premise was like, it was interesting where they were It's a different tactic for the Borg because they were. Well, they're saying like they want to like join the Federation or something. that was interesting? I was like, what's Mm. going on? I thought for a minute it was like going to be like a rogue Borg, like very similar to what we got from Hugh, like you know, rogue uh, splinter that wants to join the Federation Mm -hmm. maybe or something. Um, but yeah, that's there. There's still a lot of questions there for me.
1: And and you know what I was just thinking of this we may not get all the answers this season either it's because possible. they were filming filming these two seasons back to back and uh mm. you know we could we could have another we could have a cliffhanger at the end of this season it's for, possible yeah yeah so we'll okay see. Uh, all right well it's been an hour thirty so okay now we're
2: past our here we, are, our, here we are it here is we are. Um, well Mike do you want to talk really quickly about our sponsor.
1: Yeah, so Fansets is the exclusive sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network and Deep Space Pride. And let me check really quickly because I know we talked about uh, the reveal of who, uh, what is coming out this month. So just released a couple of days ago, we have the Star Trek Lower Decks and Star Trek Picard title pins, which I actually have not seen yet. And I'm going over what to... pins. So the title pins, but I'm not seeing them on the website yet. So um that's interesting. Uh that's what uh Dan tells me it tells us is the newest uh um pins for the first. And I'm not seeing those. So at least wow. in the new releases, maybe they're somewhere else. Um let me see if I can pull up the Star Trek universe ones before I lose my voice. Um. Nope, we just have the Deltas here. I'm not seeing anything else right now. But anyway, there's a ton of pins at fansets.com. I know that based upon what we've seen in just the first episode of Picard, there's going to be a whole lot more pins. They do a great job in recreating these wonderful pins, uh, especially the Deltas from all of the series. And so head on over to Fansets. Put a bunch of pins in your cart. If you are in the U.S. and you have more than $30 in your cart, you're going to get free shipping. And they ship out really fast. They're a great group, Blue and John and the whole team at Fansets. And if you use the code DSPRIDE, you're going to save 10% off your order. So head on over to Fansets. Support them because they support us and the Truck Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. Cool. All Jensen. right. Tell our listeners how they can reach us and share what their, what their thoughts are on.
2: Uh, I mean, on, on these on discovery everything. episodes or regard. Yeah. So yes. we love to hear from everyone. If you want to reach us on social, you can reach us on Instagram and Twitter at dspacepride pride. And you can also email us at D at
1: gmail.com. Cool. All right. Well, that's well, there another one in the can. Yeah. Uh and we covered a lot of Star Trek. Wow. Yeah. a lot. There is so, so much Star Trek. Like
2: there is non it's non-stop now. I mean there's an
1: embarrassment of riches I, I of know, Star Trek out there. I don't know there.
2: what else Paramount's doing, but at least they're putting their money into Star
1: Trek, so there it is. Well, yeah um not a whole lot of novel or lit verse stuff though you know even the picard novel got pushed back to september so uh you know my uh outside entertainment is gonna be uh other things i guess no uh no lit verse stuff Bummer. but anyway uh yeah plenty of and we're just two months away from strange new Worlds. and which... now oh my god there's just a lot that's great i can't cannot wait uh that's actually the one that i think i'm most excited about but and also loving it all. by then
2: it's going to be warm in new york hopefully we gotta I, I hope we so won't be in a post nuclear apocalyptic wasteland you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. it's actually a possibility um oh man but, uh hopefully it will just be warm and we're not on fire i mean yes
1: yes hopefully the world will be at peace we can emerge from this pandemic and uh have and some hope and time just to breathe just just you know i think this whole world needs to just breathe chill and take yes yeah. chill take a moment sit down breathe have a glass of wine do something but chill out so let's hope that that happens because God, we need it. Yeah. All right. Well, we will, barring any disasters, we'll be back here next week to talk about more Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Picard and whatever other news or other stuff. Or whatever comes up. blunders
2: Paramount puts out there. Blunders. I'm sure. Yes. We'll, uh, about that too.
1: I'm. Yes, I'm sure we'll have more of those too because that seems to be event of the week. Yeah. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next week.
2: Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye.